Hey, Remar nurses, we are live on Monday. We're gonna be talking about the very important NCLEX topic, seizure precautions. And also we will be doing our seizure precaution questions and our Monday motivation. I'm so glad that you tuned in today. We have so much going on here at Remar, some amazing things happening just for you to help you get your nursing license. We hear the questions that you guys have been asking. Regina, can you help us pass NCLEX? Can you help us with Next Generation? When is the next game night? Like so many different things are happening around here that you need to stay tuned. We have an amazing event too that will be coming up for you guys, so I don't want you to miss it. I really want you to tap into the community because this is the time to pass NCLEX. Like literally right now, this is the time, this is the time to pass your NCLEX exam. And there's always something going on around here. So what <laughs> oh my goodness. Ah this listen, if you guys have not seen the ad, scary things are happening around here. And one of the things that we will be doing is our game night that you guys asked for as part of our October event of things. And so if you want to sign up for our game night where we give away prizes for NCLEX questions, we also have scary topics coming up where we'll be talking about the scariest topics on NCLEX. And so next week, it's like all, it's all NCLEX all week. So sign up for that at remartnurse.com forward slash games if you want to be a part of the madness that will be going on next week. <laughs> Monday motivation, game night on Tuesday, winning Wednesday, and then scary topics on Thursday. So that is happening. Sign up again, remartnurse.com forward slash games. But we're going to get, get that spider out of here, swat it out of here wherever spiders go. And we're going to get into our topic, scurrying out, bye-bye. Uh, get into our topic of seizure precaution. Don't forget to sign up for the events next week, guys. So moving right into it, shout out to everybody from all over. Hey, <laughs> somebody said, that thing touched me, I would lose my mind. <laughs> Love it. So I'm going to get right into it. For seizure precautions, I didn't dwell too much on um, specifically the different types of seizures, but we will be going over the main nursing um, priorities and considerations. So thinking about a seizure, what is it? What is it? Um, a seizure is a sudden, uncontrollable electrical disturbance in the brain. And typically seizures happen. And what we see is we see a change in behavior movement or levels of consciousness. And that just makes sense, right? Because something is happening in the brain. A seizure can be caused by a primary condition, such as epilepsy, where the condition is directly related to seizures, or it can be provoked, it could be brought on as a secondary condition. So that means that something else is causing the seizure and we need to treat that something else. So hypoglycemia, high fevers, drug overdose, or head injuries, okay? And in general, when a person has a seizure, most of the time it doesn't create this huge issue for them in the beginning, especially if it's under a minute. So you see a client and they may have a seizure. And then after that, they 
really return to normal. The most dangerous thing about seizures is when they happen at the wrong time. When they happen at the wrong time, say if a client is driving and then they have a seizure, more likely they're going to end up with a lot more damage to their body because they were operating a vehicle. Or if they were cooking or swimming or climbing a tree, that is when seizures can become fatal, right? Especially the short-term seizures. So let's get into um, briefly just the type of epileptic, epileptic seizures. So we have focal seizures and generalized seizures. Now, what is the difference? What is the difference? So with focal seizures, um, what's happening is that you are having abnormal electrical activity generally on one part or one side of the brain. Whereas generalized seizures, you're having abnormal electrical activity um, on both sides of the brain. So it's a general, it's a general um, condition with seizures. So if you're talking about a simple focal seizure, the client may, they may be, actually they may be awake, they may know what's happening, all right? Um, usually with focal seizures, the patient may even look awake. They look like they're awake. So they have like lip smacking. If a patient just constantly lip smacks, well, we see them and their eyes are open, but they're actually having a seizure, okay? Whereas the generalized seizures, um, these seizures tend to have a person have a change in their level of consciousness, whether it's a, um, absence seizure or a tonic seizure, a tonic-clonic seizure, myoclonic seizure. Um, these are like the, the grand mal, the tonic-clonic seizures, the grand mal seizures. And so what happens is the patient may lose consciousness, their extremities may shake, um, they may have periods of tenseness and then relaxation. And even with the atonic seizures, your patients may become really limp and they actually may lose control of their bowel or bladder. So I wanted you guys to know the overall uh, two scopes where you have the focal or the generalized and how those clients will present. Now, we talked about how seizures can be life-threatening. What can make a seizure life-threatening even if the person is not um, operating a motor vehicle or swimming or anything like that, um, in general, seizures that are for a certain length of time tend to be more life-threatening. And that is more than three to five minutes, okay? Three to five minutes, that's definitely a call to 911 if the person is at home, letting their neurologist know they're on the way to the hospital because something has changed. Or if a patient has seizures in rapid succession, back to back to back. Seizures may also, because of the electrical activity that is taking place or alteration in that, they may cause brain damage. If the person is not swallowing or able to swallow, they may have some aspiration if they're eating or drinking anything, or even their own saliva as well. They may aspirate to the lungs abnormal heart injury uh, rhythms, physical injuries, and or sudden death. 
However, most seizures are really short lived and they typically only last uh, uh, like one or two minutes. So when you see them lasting three or five minutes, it's definitely endangering their life. Come on in. We are talking seizure precautions. So um, these are the common symptoms of seizures, but seizures can definitely vary in their size and symptoms and classified by whatever type of seizure it is. So we have the staring blankly, jerking movements of the extremities, body rigidity, a loss of consciousness, especially with the generalized seizures, breathing problems, cyanosis, loss of bowel or bladder control, and not responding to stimuli. So an, a normal voice of calling their name, words for a short period of time. You have to watch out too, because typically there is a precursor to a seizure and NCLEX may ask you this and, and nurses in general, we need to be able to spot uh, not just the obvious signs, of trembling and shaking, but there are other signs that can tell you if a person may be about to have a seizure. And that is a feeling of sudden intense fear. A sense of deja vu, like the patient just stops and says, I feel like I've been here before. Um, or sometimes they may have an impending sense of doom. They just know like something is about to happen. They feel it coming on. Or if a patient uh, reports that they have they have a sudden strong sensation, whether um, it's their sense of smell, their sense of taste, that they feel something. If the person just stops in their track, they just stop motion, but they don't fall. Or again, the lip smacking or chewing movements. What puts a person at risk for seizures? Well, it could be a history, their own history, or a personal family history, Alzheimer's disease. We know Alzheimer's affects the brain and brain patterns of thought, cerebral tumors and infection. Yes, drug overdose or prohibited uh, use. So that means that even if it is a medication that you are prescribed, these things can cause you to also have seizures. Okay. Um, alcohol withdrawal, that goes without saying. Hypertension, hypoglycemia or hyperglycemia, extreme stress, abnormal hormonal changes, hepatic failure, or renal failure. Okay. So these are the teachings that registered nurses and practical nurses need to be aware of. And I feel like most of us have a um, most of us have a grasp on what a seizure is, what it could possibly look like. But we struggle in areas of education and picking out statements that a patient says that lets us know whether they are on track or not on track. So seizure precautions that are used in everyday life. For example, water safety is really important since um, somebody can drown if a seizure occurs in the water without taking these proper precautions. 
So for example, if a person is um, about to take a shower or bath, not, they should not actually take a bath. Um, we need to teach them though that taking showers is preferred over taking baths and also not even a bad idea to have a shower chair because not only will taking a shower minimize your chance of drowning, but if you have a chair, how is that going to be beneficial? That can help your patient from actually falling in the shower. Um, if you have a cup of hot liquid, uh, make sure that it has a lid on it so you're not spilling it, which could be an issue if you're having seizures. Um, avoiding smoking. And this may not make a lot of sense to clients who smoke, but we could tell them, hey, if you're a smoker and you have a seizure, you can risk burning yourself, uh, catching your house on fire, any of those things. Climbing stairs and ladders can also be considered dangerous. I said that. So if a client is a child, we want to tell them, if you have a seizure disorder, we would not like for you to be climbing trees. Covering sharp corners just makes sense. And driving precautions. Mm. So someone with particularly new or uncontrolled seizures would most likely be told to avoid driving. In the hospital, seizure precautions can vary slightly from hospital to hospital. And you guys know that. I tried to spend some time looking up this certain point about seizure precautions and literally every hospital had something different. So in most hospitals, you need to have full resuscitation equipment at the bedside. So what is full resuscitation equipment? What do you guys think that means? If I have a patient who has seizure precautions and I'm saying you need full resuscitation equipment, what is that? Okay, put it in the comments. So I'm looking for um, oxygen. I'm looking for suction. I'm looking for a cardiorespiratory monitor, a bag valve mask. Like those things need to be available with oxygen at the bedside as a precaution. Yes, 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 yes. Somebody said a crash cart. Just bring the whole cart. <laughs> oxygen. Absolutely. Seizure pads on the bed rails. Now, this is this has been such a point of, of contention because padding the side rails, if not done properly, can be dangerous, okay? So, however, there are specific seizure pads now, and this is where I was just like, I don't even know if I should tell you guys this because... There is one thing where if you don't pad the side rails properly, you can cause your patient harm. But if you have the approved pads that are just for seizures, meaning that they are um, they cover the side rail snugly, they have padding on the one side, uh, then those have been deemed okay. So it 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 really is. Uh, a policy on the hospital stance on how they want to go about protecting the patient. And so I don't think this particular one would or should be a question on your NCLEX exam because there's just so much variation about the use of pads for seizure precautions. That's my speech on it. Okay. 
lowering the bed close to the ground with raised side rails. So this again can be controversial because we know that side rails can be considered a what? What do you guys, what do you guys know? What do we say side rails can be considered that makes side rails really iffy about um, using them with patients? Because you do, you should lower that bed to the lowest part. And then some hospitals will even put a pad on the floor next to the bed. But yes, if you put all four side rails up, that can be considered a restraint. And you, if you don't have an order for restraints for your patient, then you falsely imprisoned your patient, okay? So side four side rails up is considered a restraint. Usually don't ever do it. Don't ever do it. Two side rails up can be considered safety, okay? Client education. So clients who are at risk or have seizure disorders, they should be educated about, number one, the warning signs of seizures, what they look like, how they might feel, the risk factors associated with seizures, uh, avoiding the hazardous activities that we discussed, and absolutely wearing a medical tag or a bracelet. These types of patients need to have a bracelet. Client education, avoiding things that trigger a seizure, sleep deprivation. Oh my goodness, I'm getting some of that right now. Sleep deprivation, fever, flashing bright lights or patterns. So even certain, uh, certain places like the movie theater, or a carnival, right? Alcohol, stress, not eating or drinking proper hydration, and missed medications. These all might lead to a seizure. Okay, guys, so we are about to do our NCLEX questions based on this topic. I hope you are ready. We're gonna do four questions, and then it is up to Facebook this week to unlock our fifth question. So YouTube, did you do it last week? I want to say you did, but I'm not sure. I believe that you did, but I'm not sure. But Facebook, Mark definitely said it's on Facebook this week. So get ready. Um, I should know how much we need to get in a second, but let's start the questions. All right. Question number one, we are going to do this. It is this. Who among the following clients is at risk of experiencing seizures? Who among the following clients is at risk of experiencing seizures? Okay. Client number one, a school-aged boy with extensive dental caries. Two, an office worker with a sedentary lifestyle. Three, a high school teacher with a busy schedule. Or four, an alcoholic who stopped drinking th for three days. Ooh, I'm warming you guys up. I am warming you guys up. And I want y'all to go four for four because we went over this stuff really good today. Four for four, the correct answer is number four. You got it, you got it. An alcoholic who stopped drinking for three days. As the alcoholic, we talked about this when we talked about delirium tremors, tremens. 
So if you are addicted to alcohol, that chemically changes your brain. And so if you endeavor to stop drinking alcohol, you will immediately have signs of what? Okay. Uh, usually very quickly, you will start to begin to have signs of withdrawals. And those signs of withdrawals will progress into seizures, all right, if you do not get the medication that you need uh, or, yeah, basically the medication that you need. And so think of the medication that would treat the withdrawals or reduce the patient's anxiety, all right? Think of that medication. And so this will be an indication of a patient who is at risk for seizures. Good job. I think everybody got that. Everybody got that one right. Good job. Okay, Facebook. So there are 140 of you watching. We need 50 shares to unlock the question. That's just half of you guys. That's not even half of you guys to do that. Okay, next question. Question number two is on you. Which of the following nurse actions should not be prioritized for a client with generalized tonic-clonic seizures? Number one, lowering the head of the bed. Two, ooh, keeping anticonvulsants at the bedside. Three, keeping the sides padded with a blanket. Or four, placing suction equipment at the bedside. Okay, there's two answers here now that I'm looking at this question. One slipped by me. I don't care. Put one of the two answers on here or put both of them. I'm asking you what should not be prioritized for a client. Mm. Who can give me two answers? There are two answers here that are not right. And I missed it. <laughs> uh, oh, this is dividing everybody. Ah. Mm. I'm going to need some rationales because I'm not sure why you guys. What? I'm not sure why you guys are picking this. These ones. You don't have to help me. So the two, we're not on one accord right now. Maybe we are. Okay, there's two people that are on one accord. So, okay, so my two answers are going to be three is wrong, okay? Because we do not pad the side rails with a blanket. That's not what we're going to do. Because what could happen to that blanket? That blanket could get loose. That blanket could fall off that blanket will be a cause of possible strangulation. All right, so if you pick three, if you saw that three was wrong, that's good. Three is not right. The second one that I don't like and I don't think um, oh, is appropriate is two, is number two. Keeping anticonvulsants at the bedside. And so the anticonvulsants at the bedside is a no-no, is a huge no-no for nurses to leave medication at the bedside. Did y'all see that one? I mean, did y'all, why didn't nobody pick that one? What? Are, what? Tell me what the rationale is for number one. Why were you worried about number one? Um, lowering the head of the bed. What's the reason for the concern for that? Put it in the comments, because I'm not really sure. We're talking about what not should be prioritized. I think lowering the head of the bed is okay. Um, and then some people picked four too, which says placing suction at 
suction equipment at the bedside, that's okay as well. That's all right too. So one and four are fine for me. It's two and three that are not right. Lowering the head of the bed. I don't think that's wrong. All right. Let's move on to question number three. I'm loving the dialogue today. The nurse is educating the client on avoiding triggers for seizures. Which statement by the client shows the correct understanding of the teaching? Which statement by the client shows the correct understanding of the teaching? Avoiding triggers. Number one, I will eat on time and drink plenty of fluids. Two, I will always carry sweet snacks with me to avoid hypoglycemia. Three, I will do intermittent fasting and avoid carbohydrates as much as possible. Or four, I will limit my alcohol intake to a glass of wine daily. Huh. Okay. I definitely, okay, so this is kind of a sneaky one because we went over this, but we didn't specifically say it outright. So you're going to have to do some critical thinking here. Avoiding triggers for seizures. Number one, I will eat on time and drink plenty of fluids. Two, I will always carry sweet snacks with me um, to avoid hypoglycemia. Three, I will do intermittent fasting and avoid carbs as much as possible. Or four, I will limit my alcohol intake. The correct answer, guys, here is um, number one. Remember dehydration was one of the triggers for seizures. And so fasting um, and limiting certain nutrients in the diet, consuming sweet snacks and consuming alcohol can also be triggers. But the patient um, saying that they will eat on time and drink plenty of fluids is going to help avoid those triggers, which are basically drying out yourself. Okay. So number one, did you get that one right? That was kind of tricky because of the way that it was worded in the option choices. So if you got that one right, you read very carefully. Okay. So let me go back. Do you guys need any explanation on this one? So we're talking about, and, and with NCLEX, with NCLEX, you are going to have to read it very carefully. And especially you guys that are taking next generation NCLEX, because as I am preparing you guys for it, as I am writing the case studies and things like that, it is going to require much more what? Reading, okay? You're gonna have to read information more and you're gonna have to be able to read it faster. So you missing little words like not or uh, you missing things that they're actually asking you because you're reading too fast, ah, 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 you have to cut that out because next generation NCLEX, you're not going to have time to do that. So we're talking about things to avoid, okay, having a seizure, okay, things to avoid having a seizure. And we're looking for the statement that is saying, I'm understanding it. Okay. All right. So this one, number one, was correct. Okay. 
And some people are asking about number four, I will limit my alcohol intake to a glass of wine daily. No, no. How about you don't drink no wine, no alcohol at all for you? You having seizures, okay? Probably on seizure medication. It, that, no, no alcohol, all right? So that's why number four is not correct. It's not partially correct. You don't want to go with it, okay? Now, we are going to move on to question number four. All right, the client asked the nurse why taking showers is appropriate for the client experiencing uncontrolled seizures rather than having long, relaxing baths. The nurse correctly responds that taking a shower instead of a bath helps prevent the danger of, number one, burning from the water, two, steam inhalation, three, drowning, or four, hypothermia. This is the final question before we check the shares here for Facebook. And this one should be like a, uh, everybody gets it. Nobody would get this one wrong because we are talking about water-related issues. Water-related issues. Okay. And everybody's choosing number three. I think we're all on one accord here. We're back on one accord because number three is the right answer. Having clients take uh, showers, okay, with the help of a plastic chair is going to be way better than having them take baths because if they have a seizure, they could indeed drown. They could indeed drown. Good job, guys. Good job. All right. So right now we have um, the bonus question, the share goal. The share goal is 50 shares. And Mark is messaging me now. Okay. So it is. We only have 11 shares right now on Facebook. So I'm going to play the video. If we get the 50, then we'll see the bonus question. If not, we will cut it and move on. So our, um, our testimonial video today, I love it. It's so sweet. And I just want to share it with you guys. Hello, everyone. My name is Lakvir Baines. I'm from Sacramento, California. And I wanted to make this video. I wanted to thank you, Regina, Mark, and rest of the Remar family to help me um, that I passed my NCLEX last week. And two books I used is Quick Facts and also the NCLEX VT program. I finished this program in two weeks. And after two weeks, I used these two books, study every day per page to page. And then also I did the VT videos every day, review day and took notes and listened to the YouTube videos and then also did all the live videos and 30 day challenge with the Regina. And I, this is the only resources I used and I couldn't have done it without this. These are the literally to the point books that you wanted to use for NCLEX, which helped me a lot. And I wish everyone good luck. And I wanted to say thank you so much Regina for helping and this these books are awesome and I also had ordered my next shift book already move forward in the future and again I wanted to say thank you and these books and your lectures and your study guys are awesome keep it up and I still do follow you for online um, 
YouTube um, videos every day just to gain knowledge. Thank you again. Thank you. I'm today. I'm in a register RN just because of you. Um, you helped me a lot, and with God, everything is possible. Oh my goodness. That was a beautiful testimony. Sometimes I don't get to see them until we actually play them on the live. And wasn't that just heartwarming? A registered nurse and she showed her book. And y'all know I love a Remar nurse with her nails done. That nail color was gorgeous. And I don't know if y'all caught this, but I think she named my next book. She said, I got your, she called it, she was like, I got your next shift book. And the book she was talking about was actually First Shift. So First Shift is how to dominate your first two years of nursing. So she's saying she's ready to get that. Oh, she already has it. But Next Shift, I don't know. Maybe Next Shift should be how to take your nursing career to the next level after you worked your first shift. I love that. Oh, man. Thank you so much. Whew. Good testimony today. That's a good one. So actually, no, this is not right. No, they didn't. They didn't get the goals. Oh, man. Mark, no. No, I have to retract my statement. It wasn't unlocked. Facebook did not do it today. They did not. No. So we got to do one with a sad face, not the bonus confetti. YouTube, it's on you to hold us down. All right. But what you can do if you want more questions is go to remarnurse.com forward slash games because that is where all next week we will be doing the game night um we will be doing the scary topics next week as well and also winning wednesday and monday motivation so no not this week facebook youtube you have to help us you have to help us next time we're getting into monday motivation topic which is taking risks and reaping rewards and Everybody in here is positioned to do just that. When you show up here, you are taking a risk that in the end, it might not work out. Like every time you watch one of my lives, I know that there is a risk that, hey, I'm watching this, I'm studying, but I might not pass NCLEX. I might not be a nurse. But is that supposed to stop you from showing up? Is that supposed to stop you from taking a risk? Why are you here? I want you guys to think about why are you here today? Like in general, what is the purpose? Are you trying to, you know, come up with new ways to study, new ways to think about something? Are you trying to gain some knowledge? Maybe you'll read something in the comments or I'll say something. Um, are you trying to not be lazy? All right. You already know that if you don't do something, you're not gonna get anywhere. Some of you guys are working to overcome fear and anxiety about a past experience, or simply you like me. I'm just, the, my only competition is who I was yesterday. And I'm just trying to be a better version of myself than I was yesterday. And so that's why I'm taking a risk. That's why I'm here. You know, but sometimes when we take risks, they are, it's kind of scary for us, right? It's kind of scary when we do it because it can lead to embarrassment. Some of you guys won't even post in the comments. Like you won't, you don't even want anybody to know that you're here uh, or you won't put things in the comment because 
you don't want to be wrong. You're, you're afraid of being wrong. But I'm going to tell you, getting out of that comfort zone, it really helps to make you progress and achieve something. So think about it. Think about where you are. You know, do you want to stay there forever? Do you want to be living in the same house for the rest of your life? Do you want to be, you know, at the same job for the rest of your life? No, absolutely not. And I'll tell you this too. You won't ever reach your true potential by living life in your comfort zone. You won't. All right. You will not. You have to take some risks. We, you know, we were talking about my first shift. When I be, first became a nurse, I knew that I wanted to do education, but I wasn't working in education. I was working in a cardiac uh, telemetry unit. And I had this idea of Remar, but I could not focus on Remar and work in a hospital. I just couldn't. The time it took to write books and structure a program, it was so challenging and time consuming for me. So I literally had to leave my hospital job and go without work, take a risk to start Remar. Um, and everybody thought, girl, no, who do that? Who would do that? Because I was making, you know, let me tell you something. When you become a nurse, those paychecks are going to be looking very, very nice. And I was working night shift. I was working every weekend. I didn't have no kids. So I was working on the holidays. I was picking up other people's shift. I was getting like $3,000 every two weeks, literally just to do what? Anyways, I was making great money. Plus I had benefits. Um, and so I had to take a risk for a better version of myself. And a lot of you are at that place where you might have to take a risk to find a better version of yourself. And I'm challenging you. If it's really your dream to become a nurse, don't be afraid to make the sacrifices you need in order to get that done. Um, because just like the Remar nurse that we saw today, she's an RN now because she took a risk. She saw me. She saw a young black girl teaching about NCLEX, looked at me and said, I'm going to take a risk and get her program. And I'm going to work it because at the end of the day, this is my dream and I have to do the work. And so whatever it takes, whatever risk you need to take in order to be a better, better version of yourself, do that today. Okay. Um, that's, that's my encouragement to you guys. It's not easy. It's so not easy. When I first started Remar, nobody knew who I was. People still don't know who I am, but really nobody knew who I was. And I remember going to a school and saying, hey, I'd like to do an NCLEX review for your school. And they literally looked at me like, get out of here right now. Like they had no, no love for me at all. But I took a risk. And um, now schools call me all the time, want me to come. All right. How does it go? Back then, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. So you have to be willing to take a risk. You have to be willing to take a risk on yourself. So this is the week to do it, okay? And I'm not telling you it's going to be easy, but I am telling you it's going to be worth it, okay? This week, whatever you got to do, take the risk because if you win, you will be happy. And even if you lose, you will be wise. You will be wiser. 
All right. Because you've had that experience. So um, very, very, you know, that's all I can say. That's all I can say about it. It's just you will learn and you will grow no matter what. And I find that people who don't take risks and who don't grow, even though they never take the risks and they live their life in a comfort zone, they get to a certain age where they're just like, I should have just did it. So they become wise and knowing that they wasted so much time. They become wise and knowing that they wasted so much time not taking the risk in the first place. And I don't want you guys to ever get to the end of your life and say, I should have listened to the lady. Not even you. I want you to know that if you want to pass in Clex, I can even help you. With God, it's possible. With God, it's possible. If you believe it, take action for it today. All right, guys. And don't forget, we are doing scary topics next week. We also are doing our NCLEX game night, all the good stuff we got going on. What is this one? <laughs> it's this one. All right, I got to put the website up. The website is remarnurse.com forward slash games. Are you excited? I'm super excited. Game night is a way for me to just give away free money. So I think the Remar nurses are going to be excited too. $100 top prize, $75, $50. Y'all know y'all need that money. Thanksgiving is coming. Those turkeys are going to be expensive. Start up the collection now. Otherwise, guys, you know I say this all the time. You can, you will, you must pass NCLEX. See you later.